Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next few weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of conquering the seeds of destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, today, I am going to share with you a new seed that the enemy can plant into you if you continue to listen to his voice instead of the voice of God. And that seed is called the seed of jealousy. So let's go ahead and define it. So jealousy means hostile toward a rival or of one believed to enjoy an advantage. The scripture reference that I use comes from Proverbs chapter 6, verse 34, which says, For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. And again, that's Proverbs chapter 6, verse 34. Now, when the seed of jealousy is planted into your mind, there is a part of you that believes that something or someone is lacking in your life. Usually, when you are feeling jealousy, you are disappointed how things are going. And it may also be a situation that you have felt this way actually for a while. Sometimes, when you are in this seed, this is not the first encounter that you have had with it. Jealousy can have different levels to it in that if you have felt disappointed or rejected, or even lacked something that you strive for in the past, it can cause you to feel that this is a pattern now that you have. It wants you to feel defeated and it tries to continue to convince you that everyone is getting certain things or people in their life except for you. Now, the goal for the enemy with you is that he wants you to feel insecure about yourself. As he starts to build his case within you, he causes you to remember all of the past and present conversations that you have had with other people. As time goes on, those conversations are the only ones that you can remember. And you keep playing them over and over in your mind causing you to get so consumed with them that you don't believe that you measure up. Now, on pages 263 and 264, I give you a list of questions that you should ask yourself. And also, God gives you something to the point where he wants you to not feel that type of resentment that you feel. Now, when you are feeling the seed of jealousy, your feelings of doubt causes you to feel even more furious that other people have accomplished more than what you have. Now, of course, this can only happen if you believe what the enemy is telling you and you consistently compare yourself to what you don't have to what they do have. 
Now, if any time you start to see your life as hopeless or useless without these things, then he has deceived you. There are some things of this world that can provide a sense of happiness. But as I have discussed in the past, it can lead to a short-term phase instead of a long-term one. Focusing on the things that will keep you stuck in this mode of envy and jealousy will cause you to get closer to the enemy's path of destruction because you are not doing anything that God wants you to do. You don't want to seek for happiness. You want to seek for joy because that's something that God gives you. Now, as you continue to listen to the enemy, he starts to surround you with people to support his narrative. Usually, when you start to feel inferior about something that is going on in your life, you find yourself starting to speak negatively about the individual or maybe even the situation. The enemy provides support to help build on that negativity. He will always want you to share your feelings about the situation or the person with someone else to help you build up your case as well as to make you to believe that your feelings are validated. Now, let me just say, even if your feelings are validated, the last thing that you need is a group of naysayers that keep confusion and mess going. Try your best to avoid bringing in more people that will make the situation worse than better. Now, on another note, there are those times when you have had the seed of jealousy planted into you when you have worked even in the church. The struggle you have had is when God seems to have taken other people to higher levels and unfortunately, you feel that God has been silent with you. You don't understand because you know what God has told you in the past. You know the things that he has been preparing you for. You also know the things that you have been progressing on. But sometimes or somehow, God has not allowed you to walk into your destiny just right now. You're not sure why things haven't come to pass, but they haven't. And it is starting to become frustrating to you, especially when you see the hand of God move in other people's life. There is also one more way the enemy can deepen his seed of jealousy. And that is with people maybe that have a closer relationship with you, such as family members, or maybe someone that you are in a relationship with. Usually, when you experience jealousy in these realms, the pain can run deeper and it becomes difficult to let go of the hurt and the pain that you may feel as a result of it. You may have to face the individuals more frequently also. And although you would hope that a resolution would take place, sometimes the opposite happens and you create more distance without communicating and trying to get to a level of peace and resolution. What is important to understand is that each person involved should come to the situation with the goal of being open. The only way resolution could exist is that there would have to be an understanding that, and it's also not that place to point the finger or 
blame or attack someone, but it's actually a goal to discuss the situations at hand and hopefully find a way to meet in the middle. Now let's go ahead and look at our example with the seed of jealousy between Joseph and his brothers. Now this is coming from Genesis chapter 37 verses 1 through 4. And it says, So Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan, where his father had lived. This is the history of Jacob's family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks with his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Now Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day he gave Joseph a special gift, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because of his father's partiality. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Now, as you can see, Joseph's brothers had jealousy towards him. Now, his father had influenced the situation by showing his own favoritism towards Joseph. Jacob gave Joseph a special robe, a special gift, which was actually a robe, and it was obvious that he continued to display his love for Joseph versus over his other sons. As Jacob's sons continued to display their despise and even hatred against Joseph because of Jacob showing favoritism towards Joseph, Joseph's brothers allowed their jealousy to deepen even more. It actually caused them to start plotting to get rid of him. Now, the seed of jealousy is such a powerful seed because of the insecurities that it brings. As stated earlier, it doesn't matter if the situation comes from a family member, a friend, a stranger, a co-worker, or even a member of the church. Jealousy can damage relationships and cause such a barrier to form. It will either take willing participants to try to rectify the situation or just an act of God to repair the damage that has been given. Things can get hostile and sometimes even life-threatening in nature when people are expressing their jealousy. Sometimes it is better to allow some time to pass before even addressing certain situations, if they are even addressed at all, just so that it is not coming from a wounded place. Hopefully you will allow enough time to pass so that a conversation can take place without tempers flaring and attacks being made. Unfortunately, the enemy would want you to stay in the seed, but you just can't. You can't do that. You must find a way to heal and to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to guide you. You can't allow the things of the world or your fleshly nature to rule you because you will stay stuck and hurt and defeated inside. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 says, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? Now, if you operate in a jealous nature with another person, it will show that you are being guided by your flesh and not by the spirit. 
The vulnerability in your fragile emotions will cause you to show a sense of instability and you must find a way to heal and let the situation or the person go. It is not worth staying in this mindset. You have to find a way to free yourself from it. As I have said in the past, if you never get the opportunity to have a conversation or a discussion, find a way to discuss it with yourself and release it. I know there are times that people write themselves letters and then destroy the letter to show a sense of letting go and moving forward. Now, whatever method that you need to do to get past it in a peaceful way, please do so. It doesn't matter if it is something within you that you feel that is not going in your favor or something that is delayed, or maybe someone did something to you. Regardless of what the situation is, find a way to let it go completely. The only person that is getting benefit from this is the enemy because he is enjoying seeing you in this state. You must seek God in prayer and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you so that you can move forward and do the things that God has waiting for you. One of the ways also to deal with jealousy is to do the opposite of it and operate in love. If you operate in love, even with a person that you have issues with, I am confident that it will surprise the person. What you are showing is that you choose to listen to your spirit being guided by the Holy Spirit versus acting out in hostility and being guided by your flesh. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 6 says, Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. The more you spend time with God, the more you are able to operate in your spirit man instead of allowing your flesh to respond with emotions. And as you start to examine your life, Make a list of reasons why things haven't gone well in your favor and see if you can really get to the real issues of making self-improvements in your life. Now on tomorrow, I am going to share with you a new route that is formed if you continue to listen to yourself and even the enemy. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at destruction.com. That's destruction.com.